Welcome to another great edition of Board Check, the Impact Media dive into the world of the NHL and, of course, uh, a little bit of EA, ECHL with the Atlanta Gladiators here locally. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York, back again. I told you guys, in between rounds, I will try to uh, do shows in between there. I understand that game one of the second series of the conference finals is, is going on currently, but best we could do because uh, they really didn't take a day off. Now, as I said, this is board check. If you uh, have just found the show, welcome. If you've been around with the show, welcome back. This is where we talk uh, Carolina Hurricanes. We will get into it in a minute. It's where we talk Nashville Predators. Those are the two closest NHL teams to our home base here in Atlanta. And, of course, we talk Atlanta Gladiators, who, as we said last week, have uh, re-upped for at least one season. And uh, this particular host has already grabbed a ticket package. You should try to get the early bird packages as well. Uh, The early, early bird super special packages run out on June 2nd. Depending on when you listen to the show, could be today. And uh, if not, he'd still have incredible deals. Ooch Gladiator tickets. I want to see you guys out of games. My nephews are excited. The rest of the crew here at Impact Media and Borchek are super stoked as well. It's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a great season. We want to see you there. Now, as I said, we, uh, we, uh, after a long layoff, we were able to come back and talk about the end of round one. Now we're going to talk about the end of round two. We're going to preview the conferences. Because honestly, the game that happened last night played out about the way I thought it would. And it's, it didn't deter or change any of the ways uh, I, I look at it. And probably the way tonight's game is going, just give a glance over. That's about right. Okay. We will talk about that. It is at the end, end of the first at the moment. But let's start with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers series. Now, we all know Tampa come in as a three seed. We all know that the Florida Panthers pushed and scrounged and scraped and did everything they wanted to be the number one seed. Well, that paid off for them because in the one, they went six games with the Capitals. It helps. Then they ran into a Lightning team that are the back-to-back Stanley Cup Finals champions. And uh, whether you like Tampa or not, um, whether another another host of another show that is a friend of this this show uh, thinks they're cheating or not, uh, we see you out there, bud. And and it's it's just a fun spiel he has. It's it's not. Don't don't take it as serious as you think. It's great. 
Uh, they ran up on a Lightning team that, well, didn't care. Didn't care what the Panthers have done coming in. Because the closest game in this series was game two. And by then, I think this series was over. I feel like the Panthers spent so much energy this season trying to be the number one seed that after battling it out with a tough physical team, uh, a team that just doesn't give up like the Capitals, they're going to go down fighting. I think they had nothing left for the defending back-to-back champs. That's what I very much think happened. It's, I think they're pretty equal teams. It's not that one team is superior over the other. I just think it's the Panthers just ran out of gas. They're not used to being here. The Lightning know how to be here. I mean, you look at game one. The Lightning take that with four to one. Uh, Corey Perry scores. Uh, Belmar scored. Uh, Colton scored. And uh, Nikita Kucherov. One, Nikita Kucherov is one of my top 15 players in the league. You got Vasilevsky, who forget saying he stands on his head. You just—it's just so good. You have to just say he Vasilevsky, though, because he pretty much is his own noun, verb, adverb, whatever you want to use. The Lone Panther goal was uh, Duclair, and Anthony Duclair is a great team or a great player. From—he's uh, playing on a couple different teams, but you got to have more than just one of your guys score. Now, Jonathan Huberdeau, who is a big-time star in the league as well, he had the assists, uh, along with the Montour, I think, had, had the other assists. But uh, they didn't help Bobrovsky. Some people think Bobrovsky is, is damaged goods. I just say that he was worn out. Just worn out. What was he going to do? His uh, defense was not helping him much, and when you just have waves and waves of Tampa Bay Lightning players coming at you, you can't stop them all. And so they took game one. Going to game two. Two to one on that one. The Panthers get a new Osterinen in on the act with a uh, Giroux, who they were able to get by the trade deadline, and Forsling involved in it. But once again, Bob Rowski, I mean, he only allows two goals in this one. The problem is the Panthers only score one. You can't get in a score fest with a team you can't outscore. You have to find a way to stop them at some point. This time, guess what? Corey Perry scores again. Colton scores again. This is like a broken record. Guess who the hot scorers are for them? Because then let's go to game number three. The Panthers get a lone goal. It is Sam Reinhardt with Barkov. I think Barkov had the only... No, it was Jonathan Huberdeau as well. Great. You're getting your stars involved. And uh, then you're, you're not helping your goalie much because... Uh, he gave up three goals. I believe the the uh, backup come in, and he had a couple. He played a little bit as well. It just it didn't matter by this point. It, it was pretty. This series was over. And guess who scores in these games? Corey Perry. That's a score per. That's a goal per 
game in that series already. And then uh, Cernak and, of course, Kucherov gets involved again, and then Stamkos lights the lamp twice. Vasilevsky stands on the set, only allows one goal. Exactly my point. His defense helps him. His team around him helps him on top of him being an A-plus goalie. So he's able to put up better performances. And then he gets to game number four. And uh, this this is all over but the screaming at this point. As uh, Corey Perry decided to take this one off. But uh, Pat Maroon and, uh, and uh, I believe Palat had the other goal. And they didn't need anything else. That's a shutout. Not only a shutout, that's a sweep. A sweep in the second round of the NHL playoffs. Just, uh, just crazy and just ridiculous. That shouldn't happen, but I just they just completely ran out of gas. And by game two, this series is over. This series is absolutely over. So congratulations to Tampa Bay Lightning. I know a lot of people who are Tampa Bay fans. Your team is is the superior team of those two. The the talent gap is is a lot closer than people think, but. You guys know how to be here, and you played like you've been here before. So you showed the Panthers that if you're gonna if you're gonna fight that hard for the number one seed, it's not always worth it. Now to determine who they're gonna play, the Hurricanes and the Rangers locked horns in a. Uh, this thing went to seven games, and it wasn't even the best. Overall series, it was good. This was this was good old fashioned hockey where there was scoring, there was physicality. It was great to open up game number one. Hurricanes win that one two to one. The lone goal for the Rangers was Chidel with uh, Shusterskin. He's got to be a top five goalie. It's unbelievable how good Igor Shusterskin has been playing just in the last couple of years. He has become the new A goalie there. Goals for the Hurricanes in a winning effort. Of course, Sebastian Ajo and then uh, Ian Cole, I believe, had the other one. And Auntie Ranta has, a, has had a solid season. But sometimes your your luck just runs out. The Hurricanes took game number two. They were up 2 nothing. They won that game 2 to nothing. Goals by Brendan Smith and Sebastian Ajo in that one. Auntie Ronto ends up with the shutout. We'll go to game number three. Here's the thing. The Hurricanes have this issue where they can't win playoff games away from their home ice. This turned into a big deal as the Rangers won game three, three to one. Uh, Ranger goals by Chris Kreider, uh, Mott, and Mika Zubinajad. The goal was Nita Ryder for the Hurricanes. So, two to one. This thing is, uh, is still in New York. So, the Rangers win that 4-1. to Lone goal, uh, Tevu Teravainen for the Hurricanes. Goals by uh, Andrew Kopp. 
Adam Fox, one of the best young defensemen in the league. Uh, Vetrano and Zabinajad. You get Zabinajad in, in a hot streak. That's not something you want to do. So now we're 2-2. So, Hurricanes fans, you guys were happy. We're headed back to Carolina, where the Hurricanes win game five. Lone goal in that way was 3-1. to one. Lone goal in that one was... Because of Benajad, there's another three-goal streak. Winning team goals, uh, hurricane goals. Vincent Trocek, Andrei Svestikov, who I am a big fan of, Tevu Teravainen, and Marty Nechas. These are all their big young stars outside of Sebastian Ajo. This, I mean, they, they have an unbelievable team. The Rangers were the ones that kind of came out of nowhere, because then, guess what? Game six goes back to New York. Well, that means the Rangers win that one 5-2. to two. Don't understand why Carolina has such an issue in doing that, but uh, Hurricane goals, Vincent Trocek, uh, and Brady Scott. Rangers goals, uh, Panarin had one, Mott had one, Scheidel had two, and Zabinajad had one as well. That's what, four in a row for Zabinajad? So now we go to game number seven. Game number seven in Carolina. So you're thinking, oh, well, the Carolina Hurricanes won this game. No, they didn't. Rangers dropped two on them in the first, in the first period. Drop a third goal in the second, and then things start to go really, really south. Because uh, Jarvis goes down with an injury, and then Auntie Ranta goes down. I, I don't have any update on it, but that... It just, once he was out, it didn't go well. Didn't go well. They had to put in uh, Kachekov, who was good. He only gave up three goals. They lose this from 6-2. to two. And for a team like the Hurricanes, that was probably a perennial favorite to uh, potentially play for the Cup. I mean, they, they keep taking step after step after step there, right there. They, they just... Didn't have the puck bounce their way. And they had a chance. I'm not, I'm not going to say the Rangers didn't deserve this because they had equal chances. They each won their games at home. And then it all fell apart for the Hurricanes. And they're a bad team. It just means sometimes it doesn't bounce your way. This time it didn't. The more important things is majority of their team is already locked up for years. They don't have to worry about a lot of contract issues. There's a couple. Uh, you need to make sure that Ronta is going to be okay going forward. If there's a surgery necessary or whatever to get him right, you need to make sure uh, Kachekov, if he's going to be the backup going forward, that, that he's up to speed and he's ready to step in because I didn't think he did that bad of a job coming in completely cold in game seven of round two of the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, Igor Shosturkin. My goodness. If the Rangers are going to make the cup and potentially win it, it's going to have a lot to do with Shesterkin, 
Sabinajad. The X Factor is Ryan Reeves. That's going to be Zabinajad, Sisterkin, and uh, gosh, I forgot the other guy. And uh, there he is, uh, and Panarin. If those guys continue to be the leaders and keep pushing the action, this New York Rangers team really has a chance. Now, of course, of winning the series after a grueling seven games, what do you get? Well, you get one day off, and you get the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are playing right now. Uh, I told you a minute ago it is currently, I think they are still in the first period. It is tied one-to-one. And then that moves us to the West where the Calgary Flames and Edmonton Oilers in the Battle of Alberta. This was my favorite series. This was like two brothers fighting in the yard over over who gets to play with the dump truck. <laughs> it was, uh, these teams are separated by 180 miles or so, I think. It's something like that. And uh, they don't like each other. They, it really is like a neighbor through the fence line. Calgary comes in as the number one seed. They were tremendous this year. The Edmonton Oilers, they were tremendous, just not quite as good as Calgary. And for them to meet, this, uh, yeah, goalies need not apply to the West. Because uh, between the Colorado series and this series, Wow. So let's do some do some quick math real quick. Let's see. Unless my math is off, fifty goals were scored in the Battle of Alberta series, and it was only five games. They averaged 10 goals a game. Game number one. Flames win that one 9-6. to 9-6. to six. Let's start with the Flames. Uh, Anderson had one. Hattrick for Matthew Tuchuk. Tuchuk, either way. Uh, Coleman had two. Richie had one. Lindholm had one. And uh, Mangia Payne. Andrew Payne had one. Uh, Markstrom gave up all six goals. It's not great. Move to the Oilers. Zach Hyman, who I wish Toronto had held on to but couldn't, he got two. Then Dreisaitl with one. Yamamoto with one. Richard with one. And uh, Connor McDavid with one in three assists. And uh, uh, Smith... Gave up three of the goals. Koskinen gave up the other what, five. Yeah, no one was an empty netter, I think. But uh, 15 goals in one game. 15. Not to be outdone. Game number two, the Oilers win that one. Five to three. Start with the Oilers. Duncan Keith had a goal. Great pickup there. Zach Hyman had a goal. Leon Dreisaitl. Eric Bouchard. Connor McDavid. You see what's going on here? The big stars are shining. 
and Mike Smith, stellar night, only gave up three goals. Goals for the Flames. Richie, uh, Michael Stone, and uh, Tyler Toffoli, who is a favorite of mine because I remember watching him play in the ECHL for the forgot what team it was. But anyway, uh, Markstrom was a solid night. He gave up all five goals. So we're one-to-one, right? We're thinking, we got a series. Oilers are like, nope, we sure don't. They win game three, four-to-one. Where uh, Clinton had the lone goal for uh, the Flames. Markstrom gave up four goals, and then he was lifted for former Atlanta Gladiator, Dan Vladar who went 7-for-7, seven seven, did not give up a goal in that one. He is going to be a really good goalie, guys. We, not just because he played here in Atlanta. We saw this kid. This kid can play. Uh, but goals for the Oilers, guess what? Zach Hyman and Evander Kane had a hat trick. Evander Kane. Don't agree with his off-the-ice things, but uh, he, is, he has been lightning. Maybe a Maybe we'll use a different word there. He has been thunder in these playoffs. Uh, Koskinen did come in towards the end of it. Uh, didn't have to make the save. So, okay, we're like, okay, it's 2-1. to one. Let's go to game number four. Well, game number four, how about 5-3 to three Oilers? Uh, Anderson, Backlund, and Lindholm all had goals for the Flames. For the Oilers, guess what? Zach Hyman, that's four in a row. Evander Kane had two. And the Nuge. Ryan Nuge Hopkins had two. Mike Smith with a uh, another stellar night. Now he's still giving up goals. They're just outscoring people. Uh, similar style to the Colorado Avalanche, which we will get to shortly. Then we get to game number five. We're thinking, okay, it's 3-1. Flames are going to get back in this. Flames are like, you know what? We're going to score four goals in regulation. Those four goals were from Backlund, Goudreau, uh, Mangiapane, and uh, Yarncrook, former National Predator. Noller said, we see your four goals in regulation. We can do that too. As uh, Will Jarvey, Zach Hyman, I think he scored in every game that series. Nurse, and I believe it was see, let me get see it was there it is Nurse, uh, Paul Jarvie, Hyman, and Bouchard. It tied the game with a few minutes to go, or actually. With a few minutes to go in the second. No goals were scored in the third. This thing goes to overtime. Overtime with the Flames playoff life on the line. And who scores the game-winning goal? Connor McDavid, the best player in the game right now. I said it last week. I'll say it again. He's the best player in the league. Uh, sometimes I feel like he could pass a little more than trying to do it himself because he's got a loaded team around him, but... 
he's also pretty hard to stop when he just gets in that mode. So, dramatic game five. Edmonton advances. Who is Edmonton going to face? Well, I've been saying it the whole time. They're going to face the Colorado Avalanche. Now, it took six games to get there. But they were able to take care of the Blues. Avalanche, uh, they started off by winning game number one of the series. Where Mishushkin, Manson, and Gerard all had goals in that one. Uh, Darcy Kemper. He's probably the goal you've never heard of. And he's the one that could probably be Stanley Cup Finals MVP. Not to be outdone, the Blues still have Jordan Jordan Bennington, who is exceptional as top five goalie. He just didn't get a lot of help from his team. Uh, even though Ryan O'Reilly and uh, Jordan Cairo ended up with goals, uh, last time I checked, three is more than two. They lost game one. Now, they found a way to win game two. On the road, nonetheless, four to one. Long goal for the Avalanche goes to Gabriel Landeskog. The Blues were able to get uh, Brandon uh, Saeed, I think is how you say his name, uh, Jordan Cairo, and uh, uh, David Perrin, all involved in that one. And Bennington only gave up the one goal in that one. So, hey, maybe we have a series, one-to-one, right? Avalanche, now they decide we don't care if we're playing in St. Louis or Colorado. We're going to put this one away. Five to two in game number three. Where Logan O'Connor, um, Aturi Lekkonen had two. Kadri had one, and Landeskog had one as well. And uh, Kemper only gave up the two goals. And the two goals are from uh, Pareko and uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, it turns out Ryan O'Reilly is pretty good. We go to game number four. Avalanche win that one 6-3. This is at the point they just say, you know, we're just going to run the score up because we think you can't score that much. Well, they were right. You got Eric Johnson with a goal. Devin Taves with a goal. Uh, the hat trick by Nazim Kadri. Miko Rantanen added in one. And uh, for the Blues and the losing effort, you got two from uh, from Peron, and Buchnevich actually had one as well. But uh, if you give up five goals, if he only gives up five goals, it usually doesn't look very well. So everything's looking pretty good. Through four games, it is 3-1 Avalanche. They are cruising. They go back to Colorado, and the Blues say, not so fast. Blues say, not so fast. Because the Avalanche get goals from uh, Nate, Nate McKinnon, who had a hat trick, and Gabriel Landisklag, otherwise known as their two top stars. The Blues had goals in regulation from Robert Thomas, who had two. Uh, Cairo added one. And so did Tarasenko. In overtime, this thing goes to overtime. Tyler Bozak says, let's go home, boys. We're only down three to two now. So this game swaps back to St. Louis. And Colorado decided they didn't have to win at home. 
They put this one away three to two. Goals. Uh, Darren Helm had one. It's a crazy game because unorthodox people score. Like, not so your normal people didn't score. And uh, JT Comfort had two in the winning effort there. Two goals from the Blues were Cairo. There's another guy who scored practically every game. And uh, Justin Falk. Uh, they actually uh, tried out a different goalie as uh, Billy Huso ended up in, in goal for that one. But let's check that one out. Let's see. Pretty close. Only only 40 goals were scored in that particular in six games there. That's uh, that's uh, pretty incredible as well. What does that set up? That sets up the conference finals, where we get the New York Rangers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. In the East, it is currently two to one Rangers in the second period. Scored. Let's find out. There we go. Uh, Chris Kreider and Vetrano for the Rangers and Steven Samkos for the Lightning. Let's talk about the series. A lot of people would say the Lightning are too good. An argument can be made for that. Like too good for the Rangers to be able to compete. Well, this Rangers team is young enough and physical enough thanks to the presence of Ryan Reeves who has brought new physical life to this team. Hated to lose him in Vegas. Remember, I'm a Vegas and Toronto fan. But uh, what he brings to the Rangers is that toughness that they've been missing. And it's not just, oh, well, now there's one tough guy on the team. No, he very much, he very much, in him being tough, has pushed others to, uh, to up their toughness. It's not really toughness, up their physicality as well. So, with all those waves and all the firepower that the Lightning have, if I'm the Lightning, I keep doing that. I keep sending wave after wave after wave after wave. Think about it like uh, standing on the beach, and the waves just keep coming. If you keep standing there, one of them is eventually going to knock you down if you just keep standing there. You either have to move or you have to go at them. You have to do something different to take on those waves. But the Lightning will just send wave after wave after wave, and they have the best goalie in the playoffs. All this is Dirk and yeah, it could be argued, but arguably best goalie in Vasilevsky. They're just going to keep doing that because they know at some point you're not going to stop everybody. And they know that their defense, along with their goalie, is almost impenetrable. So if you're the Lightning, you're just going to keep sending your waves. If you're the Rangers, there are some interesting matchups that actually favor the Rangers, just a little bit. Uh, like I said, I would say Vasilevsky is, is probably the top goalie in the playoffs right now. Shesterkin, the way he's playing, he's he's really, really close, number two. Because uh, the Oilers are going to give up a bunch of goals and so the Avalanche. It's going to be a high-scoring series again, as we'll get to in a second. Um, but if you're the Rangers... They can keep sending those waves, but you have to uh, death by a thousand cuts. 
you can't just try to punch the wave. You can't just try to just run into the wave. That's not how that happens. You have to slowly knock it down and knock it down and knock it down and knock it down. So I think if if the Lightning want to win this series, they need to just keep relying on the waves and just keep putting the pressure on this young Rangers team. If you're the Rangers and you want to beat the Lightning, you have to deal with those waves. You can't just take them head on, death by a thousand cuts, and you have to trust your stars, Adam Fox, uh, Panarin. You have to trust, you know, Chris Kreider, Capo uh, Caco. Uh, Chidel's been having a great time. At some point, Ryan Reeves is going to play a big part in this series. Hopefully it is positive for the Rangers and not like getting kicked out of a game like he tended to do in Vegas. Uh, Zabinajad, those kind of people are the ones you want to get. Uh, Vetrano, you want to get those guys moving. You want to get them involved early. The only way to take care of those waves is to uh, just keep just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and take advantage of your spots. Uh, I believe they've just tied it up. Andre Palat has just scored his fifth of the playoffs. Thanks to Stamkos and Sergachev. So we are 2-2 midway through the second. That's the way that series is going to go. If the Rangers can slowly, methodically pick their spots and keep the waves from from really doing some damage, the Rangers can win this. I, this could easily be a, a six or a seven game series. If you're the Lightning, you've just got to keep pouring on the pressure. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's go to the West, because I, I will give my official predictions here in a minute. Uh, the Avalanche and the Oilers series, they played last night. And if you thought, well, they were high scoring in the first and second rounds, there's, there's no way they're going to do it again. Well, this one ended 8-6. to six. It was 3-2 to two after the first it was 7-4 to four at the end of the second. And then the Oilers found a way to pop a few in before giving up a empty netter uh, with about a minute to go. Let's go through the scores. For the Edmonton Oilers, Derek Ryan had a goal. Zach Hyman had a goal. That, If they end up in the finals, he's, he's the MVP. Just keep scoring. Uh, Ryan McLeod had a goal. Vander Kane had a goal. Nuge had a goal. That's Nuge Hopkins. Uh, Connor McDavid had a goal. Koskinen and Smith both got to come into this game. For one, once you give up six goals, yeah, it's time to check out the other guy. But uh, that was all a losing effort. In the winning effort, uh, McCarr, Cagliano, Nate McKinnon, they all had a goal. Uh, two goals from Comfort as he's heating up. Kadri, Landeskog, Burakovsky. No, Burakovsky had an assist. Right? I read that wrong. And uh, ranted him, all with exceptional performances. Now, they did the same thing. Darcy Kemper was in until he gave up three goals. And then they said, you know what? Pavel Frankuz, it's your turn. So he came in, he gave up three goals. That series is uh, just going to be insane. Game number two is tomorrow night at 8 in Colorado, and they play a couple in Edmonton. We'll see where things are at at that point. Um, I could see this going six or seven games as well. They've already scored 14. 
they may get close to that 50 goal mark that round number two did with the Oilers series with the Battle of Alberta. Um, the Oilers' plan seems to be that uh, we're going to play what defense we can. When I say we, that's, that's them talking, not, not necessarily me. Uh, they're going to play what defense they can. And uh, just try to outscore everybody. Just just try to out-finesse and outscore Colorado. It's just what they're going to try to do, which is a pretty sound schedule. Let's, what, let's go back to round number two. The goals of the Avalanche give up. The Avalanche gave up. Two, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, eighteen. So Colorado gave up eighteen, which is not as much as Edmonton, but you know they still gave up eighteen goals. So they're like, you know what? We're just going to keep scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. And uh, you, you know, you just like like to trying to fight a snake. It's the snake's just going to keep striking until you cut their head off, and that's just. You know, the Avalanche are just going to have to find a way to slow down. I don't think you're going to stop them. You're going to have to slow down the scoring. And in order to win, like I said, the Oilers are just going to try to outscore you. They're going to play what little bit of defense they can. And it's not that they're bad at defense. They're just so forward-heavy and aggressive that that's what they're going to go for. They're just going to try to run the score up and hope you can't keep up. The Avalanche are one team that may can. Tampa's one that may can, too. Not so sure the Rangers can, but that that's a whole different story because they're not playing either of those teams. If you're the Oilers, you're just going to keep pouring it on. You talk about waves, they, they just, they send like independent, like uh, lack of a better term, lightning strikes. This is like uh, uh, tennis balls on the game Assault in American Gladiators. You know, they're just going to keep, just keep bombarding you. Because if you can't stop them all. If you're the Avalanche, you're going to rely on Darcy Kemper. You're going to rely on your uh, your quality defensive pairings. And you're going to need Nate McKinnon and your stars to shine and to keep up with the Oilers. To at least keep close. Now, they were able to do it in game one. But that's, that's a hard task to ask. It's like playing against, you know, some of these teams in baseball now, like the Yankees or or the way the Red Sox used to be, is if you know they're going to hit three or four home runs in a game, it's hard to go swing for swing with somebody like that. That being said, the, uh, the people I would like to win, they're not who I'm officially picking, I would like for the Rangers to upset the Lightning just to do something different, and I would like for the Oilers to beat the Avalanche. That being said, coming out of the East, I think Tampa's going to win this in probably six I think they're just too good, and the Rangers aren't quite ready. I think they're more ready than the Panthers, but I don't think they're that quite ready. So give me the Lightning in six. And even though the Rangers just went up three to two, who do we get there? Let me know. Who do we get? Kreider, Scheidel, and Vitrano. Okay. There you go with that. Uh, I still say Lightning and Six. On the other side, give me the Oilers. I, 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 
it's who I would like to win, but it's who I think is going to win. The Avalanche are the better team, yes. They are the more complete team, yes. But the Oilers are so forward, hyper-aggressive, and they're just going to try to run the score up. I don't know if the Avalanche can quite keep up. I think a lot of these games are going to be 5-3. to three. They're going to be 4-2. to two. They're going to be 2-3 two and two and three goal games like that. They're going to be 5-2. to two. It's just going to be really, really hard to stop the Oilers' punch. So there you go. The way it's looking to me, it's going to be Tampa and Edmonton in the finals, and that should be a lot of fun. That should be a lot of fun. But that's going to do it for us this week. Appreciate you guys allowing us to come on. Not only NHL, but to wrap up round two, talk about the conference finals that are ongoing right now. As soon as we get off here, we'll probably flip that back up and and, uh, be watching part of that game anyway. But uh, I'm Jeremy, the Impact York. This has been another great edition of Vorchek. We will see you guys at the end of the conference finals to preview the Stanley Cup. But until then, I'm Jeremy the Impact York. This has been Borchek. We will see you guys next time. Deuces, gooses. Go watch hockey.